All wings report in. Housedog, standing by. Mother Goose, standing by. Low-Tech Tuck, standing by. Lock S-Foils in attack position. Animal Squadron ready for battle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Animal Squadron podcast. You're here with your hairiest host, Mother Goose. And Low-Tech Tuck. I'm going to shave my whole body one day. Dude, that'd be crazy. Honestly, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shave it. it all away. I'm in support. Bring back bring back high school Elijah. Oh, high school Elijah was he was pretty <laughs> hairy too. He just hid it a little better. <laughs> yeah, he just he just couldn't have facial hair because yeah. of the school. <laughs> it was a very dumb rule. You know, yeah. I don't know. For most teenage boys it was probably okay, but for me it was awful. Because I, I, I had to shave every single morning because of just how hairy I am as a person. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, genetics got you good, man. Yeah. You never leave home without an undershirt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, I will shave my whole body, head, head and all, and then I'll be your hairless host. <laughs> oh, you're going to go bald, too? Bald, bald. <laughs> bald, bald, and erase your eyebrows and everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. My girlfriend doesn't have the best, like, facial awareness all the time. Like, she gets faces really easy. Oh. And I, I threaten her all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to shave my beard off and get a haircut one day and show up at your door, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. It'd, it'd be way more funny if she had, like, no idea who you were. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, well, today we're talking about the one and only Ahsoka Tano. We thought it would be appropriate to do a character highlight uh, today, saying that at the time this comes out, uh, next week we'll have Ahsoka. Yep, and it's the first new Star Wars in... A couple months. couple months, yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to be good. It's gonna be great. Um, I've I heard there are rumors now that each episode is going to be roughly about forty five minutes. That like Disney's been testing a lot of episode lengths with Star Wars, and about forty five minutes is kind of the sweet spot. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, like with Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Obi Wan. I mean, that's pretty much what they did, and I like it. Yeah. But it also sounds like Dave is still getting the freedom to do shorter or longer episodes if, you know, he feels like that's what it needs. Oh, so it's like 45 minutes asterisk. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, does, I, I don't know. I like having that sweet spot, but I think I think creatively that can be very um, jarring. Like, if you have to hit 45 minutes every time, like, what if the story you want to tell is just 20 minutes? What do you do with the other 25? Yeah, right. And also, I mean, it seems to me like Dave Filoni's not really a big filler guy. You know, like, there's, in his shows, there's usually very few comparatively filler yeah. episodes compared to plot-heavy yeah. episodes. So, yeah, I could see where that would be uh, something he wouldn't want to do. So. For sure. Yep. Um, so, I, I don't know, would it, 
before this is kind of our last chance before the series comes out, is there anything that like you're hoping to see within the series? Um, well, like, first of all, I'm really hoping that we get to see like Rex at least mm-hmm. once. And also, yes. um, you know, like maybe see commander Cody and Wolf and, or like find out how Wolf got saved. Yeah. Or, like, um, you know, I, like there'd be a bunch of stuff with the clones that I'd really like to see. Yeah. Yeah. But especially just Rex and Ahsoka just added again, goofing around. I'd love yes, that. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. I, I feel like they're hiding a lot in the trailers. Yeah. Like they, there's, or they're hiding. Yeah. From the trailers. Um, th- there's a lot they haven't shown us. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like, old characters that are going to be in there pretty much the only things that we know are what's been revealed in Mandalorian season three right yeah pretty yeah. much like we know Sabine's going to be in there we know Zeb's going to be in there Hera I I am getting a little worried about Zeb uh we did see him in Mandalorian season three but oh is he not in the trailer he's not in a single trailer Ooh. Oh, I can't remember. Are you? Do you watch the trailers, or do you like going in blind? I like going in blind. Okay, I haven't seen a single trailer, honestly. Great. I won't say anything else about the trailers. I'm so sorry. No, you can't. I mean, because it's it's more important for the listeners. Like it's it's all good, really. That is true. But no, real that really is the big thing. Zeb has not been in a single trailer. Mm. And. Maybe that just kind of worked out that way, you know? But I I am getting a little worried we may not see him. Yeah. Man, what if he goes out in, like, a fiery death, like the first episode? I will cry. I know. I I will cry on this podcast. (laughs) Like, what if he sacrifices himself for everyone? You know what? What a way to go, right? Protecting his friends. That big dumb idiot. I love him. (laughs) Yep. Um, but no, I think I think uh, I really like the clone point that you brought up, and I I think for me, and this might be a little bit of a stretch, I really want to see Force Ghost Anakin and Ahsoka talking. Yeah, I would like that too, or maybe even just uh, even if we just see Force Ghost Obi Wan too. I mean, either way. We had all three of them together. That'd be so awesome. Ah. <laughs> that'd be that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I really would cry at that one. They'd probably be happy tears. Yeah, yeah. They're both giving her advice and stuff, and like you learn that like she's been talking to them this whole time. Like they've yeah. never left her. That yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. I you know I'm sure you've seen that meme where there's that scene where Obi Wan says as long as we stay together we'll be okay and then mm-hmm. it's like three pictures of them in separate locations after Order sixty six yeah oh and I saw one too it's like as long as we stay together we'll be okay and then it's um them leaving to go rescue Palpatine in Clone Wars and leaving Ahsoka by herself mm-hmm. and it's like the last time that they see her I was like ooh ow. Yep. <laughs> that that one hurt a little. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um well, let's let's get into Ahsoka. Um 
So All right. Uh, I think we're going to kind of just run this like we did our Plo Koon episode, just kind of uh, give a basic overview of the character and talk about some of our favorite moments, fav- some of our favorite factoids. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, my first thing to ask you is, uh, so like, just quickly sum up Ahsoka. Like, who is Ahsoka? Why is she important to you? Ahsoka's the goat. Ahsoka's her, honestly. She's her. More than Shock T. More than Shock T. Sorry, buddy. She, she's everyone's favorite Togruta. Yeah, I, oh, I forgot Shock T was a Togruta. I was going to say with such confidence that yes, you know, as a joke, like, yeah, because she's the only Jedi Togruta, but I forgot about Shock T. Mm-hmm. Um, no, ah- Ahsoka's great. Uh, so she is a... Uh, Jedi slash former Jedi. She was brought in by the one and only Plo Koon, like we talked about. Uh, Became apprentice to the one and only Anakin Skywalker, or Padawan to the one and only Anakin Skywalker, where she served under him for most of the Clone Wars until she was unjustly framed for a crime she didn't do. Yep, and it ended up being Barisafi. Yes, which... Poopy uh, poo-poo pants, as we would call it on the podcast. Poopy poo-poo pants, which, <laughs> other side note, I really hope we get to see her in the Ahsoka show as well. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, a lot of people have this fan theory that she became an Inquisitor. You know, because she got put in prison. Well, and also, so I'm watching Rebels right now, and, like, in season two, there's that Inquisitor that... Um, like, she has all those little probe droids, mm-hmm. and she moves kind of spider-like, very agile, but, like, she's the same, she appears to be the same race. She does. I, I don't know if, I don't know if she, she is, mm-hmm. but definitely the same race. Yeah. It'd be interesting if that was her. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, let's see. Well, and also, like, I mean, that Inquisitor knows about Ahsoka as well. Mm-hmm. So that'd be, I don't know. Oh, just maybe. A, a crazy theory, but just just a thought. I don't yeah, know. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets proven that she was innocent, but she decides, uh, after seeing the corruption of the Jedi Order, she leaves. Really smart choice, honestly. Yep. Um, she helps the Mandalorian people defeat Maul and free Mandalore. She goes into hiding uh, for a little bit, where she's recruited by Bail Organa, to help out the rebellion, where she becomes fulcrum, or a fulcrum, mm-hmm. uh, and then after the finale of Rebels, she goes on a journey to find Ezra unsuccessfully, um, and then this takes place roughly after Mandalorian season three, where she has uh, helped Luke. And I think they might be going on another journey to find Ezra. Oh. A uh, second crusade. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Also, a live-action Ezra would be interesting. Also, an adult Ezra would be interesting. (laughs) Right? Give this man some chest hair. (laughs) Maybe he can be our hairiest host when you shave yourself. Honestly, this, this is the way. (laughs) <laughs> so um 
that's just was kind of a basic overview of her story. But for your the second part of your question, why I love her so much, uh, it's because she was the worst. She was literally the worst. Oh yeah, but, dude. The Clone Wars movie, I refuse to watch it. Yeah. And it's not only because I don't like the plot, it's mostly because I don't like Ahsoka in that movie. Yes, but she was made purposely bad so that she could have character development. Um, mm. So I really like this video uh, that I want to recommend to everybody. It is called How Filoni Fixed Ahsoka in Four Episodes by Lore Star. Uh, and I think it really summarizes how... Um, how arrogant Ahsoka is. Like, uh, one of the first things we see her tell uh, Rex is, you're a captain, but I'm a Jedi, so that technically means I'm your boss. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of the things I hated about her. <laughs> yes, she, she's very arrogant. She thinks she's right about everything. But what's so great about Ahsoka and what her story is that she had consequences. So... There are these four episodes that he talks about. Storm over Ryloth, uh, Holocron Heist, Weapons Factory, and Lightsaber Lost. So Storm over Ryloth, I think, is really the big one because this is the first time um, that she's given command over troops and she, like, without Anakin there. Uh, and this is a spaceship battle and she leads her troops into a fight. She's given the order to retreat because they're losing the battle and she actively disobeys orders. She says, no, I'm going to keep doing this. And it gets pretty much her entire squad killed and one of their capital ships destroyed because they couldn't retreat without her and her troops, which mm. meant thousands of people died because of her arrogance yeah that actually reminds me of um a real life guy winston churchill did you ever hear about him at uh gallipoli i don't think so what happened so he was a young british politician and uh long story short he ordered um a certain strategy in a battle and it got like literally everyone killed and, uh, like, he actually enlisted, like, not too long after that because it was such a big impact on him. So he actually, like, joined the army after that. Yeah. Like, resigned his, uh, his place in the British government and joined the army. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that sucks that happened, but, I mean, he's a better man than most. I think a lot of people just be like, well, well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, but it just reminded me, just like, you know, I mean, he had to deal with, his arrogance had consequences. Yeah. And I think that was, like, a really big thing that shaped his character, a lot like Ahsoka. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very realistic. You know, a lot of times we have arrogant characters, and they don't really face consequences. Like, um, I really like the comparison between, like, Captain Marvel and Iron Man. They're both incredibly arrogant characters in their first movies, but I think mm -hmm. wh why Iron Man really works is because, like, he he almost died because of his own tech. Yeah, he gets know? humbled. Big he time. gets humbled real quick, and I think, uh, I think we're going to see a similar journey with Captain Marvel. I think they're just stretching it out a little longer. Hmm. Yeah. 
But yes, Ahsoka faces er- or consequences for her arrogance. Um, another one I really wanted to point out from this list, I'm, I'm not going to talk about all the episodes, but is uh, Weapon Factory, you know, because this is where she meets Bears Afi, um, and they have to take out this uh, factory, and, like, it's it's very clear that um, Barris and it's Luminara, right? Her master? Yeah, Luminara okay, and cool. Julia. yeah. They have a very good relationship, and Luminara really trusts her, and Ahsoka's angry because Anakin doesn't necessarily trust her like that yet. And I, mm-hmm. it's just very interesting how everything plays out and her getting to see that, like, oh, maybe, you know, listening to my master isn't such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lightsaber lost. The whole point is um, her learning patience and that you can't just run into things blindly and... By the time that all these episodes are over, we have a very different Ahsoka than the Clone Wars movie Ahsoka. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even, I mean, just deeper into Clone Wars, I mean, by the time you hit, I'd say like season three, she's even pretty significantly different then. Yeah. It doesn't really take a lot of time for her to become a much more tolerable and likable character. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I think another big thing is the Mortis arc, where she literally dies, Mm -hmm. you know, and then is revived by the light side of the Force, which, I mean, pretty baller, honestly. Yeah. You know, and I really love in that arc where, like, she has a vision of future self telling her, oh, if you stay Anakin Skywalker's apprentice or Padawan, you're gonna die. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, that's... Probably true. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Real quick. Quick tangent. Quick what-if scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahsoka stays with the Jedi Order. What happens? Oh, man. I'm so torn on that because... um, I, I think her leaving the Order was a really big point for Anakin and turning to the dark side. But I... I personally think he still would have, you know. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, it was a big point that helped it, but it was not the only thing. Yeah, well, and honestly, I I think Palpatine probably would have just had Ahsoka killed. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, she was the one that got framed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think think Anakin— probably still would have turned to the dark side it may not have been when it happened um but i i think it would have happened and i think i think just like her force vision told her she probably would have died maybe by anakin's hand i yeah i remember i i read something like when ahsoka was a pretty new character like this was like the era was like first couple of seasons of Clone Wars were on TV. So, I mean, I don't know. Ten years ago? Maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, and it was this whole, like, fan fiction thing of, like, Anakin, like, you know, he's looking around the temple, he's walking, he's, you know, killing people, and then he actually finds, like, a hooded figure and, like, 
like throws her against the wall and he's like choking her and then he just like pulls his lightsaber out and he says I'm sorry snips and then stabs her mm-hmm. and it's like ow <laughs> that one I, I didn't even like her at the time but that one was just like eee, that's a lot yeah. of emotions right there <laughs> right yeah I think yep. maybe I think if they really coordinated like um, Obi-Wan Ahsoka Padme you know and they could face them together Maybe they could have turned him back, but I just, I don't think they were aware enough of the situation to actually do that. Do you think Obi-Wan would have taken Ahsoka with him to Mustafar? I think so. I do. Yeah. To try to get her to help him turn him back? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, sure sucks that Palpatine got her removed from the situation. (laughs) <laughs> How do you think Obi-Wan and Ahsoka would have done? Um, Well, I mean, I th- especially Ahsoka. Like, I think I mean, it probably would have played out pretty similar where, you know, they went to talk to him, Padme goes out first, Anakin chokes her, and it kind of just spirals. Yeah. I don't well, think the, the fight would have lasted as long. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, just like three lightsabers on one like yeah that would be difficult for anyone i mean anakin i think was quite a bit more like had just more like raw power than both of them but especially obi-wan was smarter right yes and And i i just i think it would have still probably played out the same i i also really think that like with the dark side of the force it yeah it increased his powers but i also think it uh hindered his like judgment making Mm-hmm. and strategy yeah um yep. and and i think at this point ahsoka had beaten maul yeah uh which i i i don't think that necessarily means she was as powerful as anakin and obi-wan but she definitely she definitely was up there i, I think that you know she has elevated from padawan to jedi knight status oh absolutely yeah and of the Jedi Knights, like, one of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. So, no, I, I think I, I think it would have really taken them, you know, uh, I think it would have taken them a different approach. But I think as soon as Anakin choked out Padme, like, Obi-Wan knew, okay, he's there's no bringing him back. Yeah, but also would Ahsoka let him do that? That is true. I I mean, Obi-Wan just kind of stands there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know. I think Ahsoka would have done something about it. Yeah, I Like, I charged agree. him or something like that. Did Ahsoka but, know Padme was pregnant? Did she know? I don't think um, she did. Well, yeah, because, I mean, she kind of lost contact with them. I mean, she knew that they were, like, ha- at least had a romantic relationship. I mean, she did know that. Yeah. But I don't think she knew about the secret marriage even, probably. So she probably didn't know about Luke until whenever they, like, met, met. Yeah, and then she could probably just sense it. Just like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skywalker. That's, That's not a name I've heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Let me tell you, boyo. Oh, all right. Other scenario. Everything turns out like it did in the movies. 
Anakin storming the uh, the temple. Ahsoka, Plo Koon, and Kit Fisto all live. Is he taking it? Ooh. Ooh. I think... Do they know that he's coming? They know that a dark Jedi is coming with hundreds of clones. Okay, yeah, I think so. I think if he can kind of surprise them, like, what actually plays out, then mm. yeah. Like, if he can get them separately... Yeah, separated, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but if they're there, like... I, I, we've talked about it. If the Jedi knew had just a little heads up and like the temple guard and the Jedi there could have organized a little bit, like I really think they could have survived that initial attack. Yeah. Um, survived is a good word. Cause I, yeah. I think that's how it would have been. I think that's how it would have gone. I don't think that there's any scenario where they would have just like won. Right. Right. You know, I think they would have survived and maybe orbital bombardment, starts taking place and they have to run or I don't know something like that. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> could not have stayed at the temple. Yeah. Um or I mean they would have just kept sending wave after wave of clone trooper. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I don't care who you are, if you haven't slept in a week, you're not fighting at your best. Like Right. It's just... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But no. I definitely think those three could have could have handled Anakin together. Yeah. And I, I think Plo Koon, out of all three of them, I think he had a chance of handling Anakin by himself. Yeah, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, so. There's, Kit, there's... Oh, go. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Kit, I think it would really depend on the uh, the battlefield. Like, yeah. what, what specific room it is. <laughs> push, <laughs> like... push him into the pool! <laughs> yeah, push him exactly. into the pool! <laughs> the pool, or... Um, I was thinking too, like the um, the holocron library, like with all that darkness. Oh yeah, yeah. Then maybe Kit would have a chance, but if it was like a room with good lighting, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so there's this feat for Plo Koon, um, that is in the uh, Clone Wars Wii game, okay. where Anakin tells Plo Koon, "So I heard you're the only Jedi to ever best." Yoda in a lightsaber duel. Mm -hmm. So, canonicity, meh, yeah. you know. But I definitely, I think that proves that the people working on this definitely see Plo Koon as a highly skilled duelist. Oh yeah, well, and, and also like everyone did. That's why he was so well respected. Like one yeah. of the reasons. Yeah, I mean, he was easily. I mean, he earned his council spot for sure. For sure. But, um, yeah. Back to Ahsoka, talking mm -hmm. about um, dueling. She is a user of Form 4. Um, she did not start out with her double lightsabers. Um, she, did, she just had one where... Uh, I can't remember. Did we actually see the scene where Anakin gives her the second lightsaber? I don't remember. I, I think she kind of just has two lightsabers one day. Yeah, I think it's the start of season three. She just all of a sudden has it. Which I think is really interesting that the two apprentices or Padawans that we... I don't know why I keep saying apprentices. I swear. I am I swear, you guys. I'm a real Star Wars fan. I know what Padawans are. <laughs> um, I, I think it's funny that they both use a, like... 
backwards holding position on their lightsabers. And that they both uh, Ahsoka and Starkiller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, Starkiller's not canon, but he's canon in my heart. Yeah. Uh, And that they both started with one lightsaber and then moved to two. Yeah, well, and also that reminds me, this is just a question, but um, are there different lightsaber forms for two lightsabers? I'm not sure. Because, like, if you look at, like, Asajj Ventress and Ahsoka... They both have two lightsabers, but, like, Asajj Ventress has two of the same length. Right. And she fights completely differently. The, there, ha- there has to be. I, th- I think Ahsoka's is very focused on that backwards holding, you know, position. Yeah. And then and it's I'm a lot sure... more acrobatic, like Yoda, kind of. Right, right. And yeah. I think, it, I mean, just being re- realistic here, holding your sabers backwards like that, not good. In a practical sense, you could not do that in real life and survive. Yeah. But as a Jedi, when you can, you know, jump 20, 30 feet in the air while doing seven backflips, like, doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Actually, my favorite Ahsoka stance is whenever she holds the longer one normal, and then she holds her shorter, like, defense blade backwards. Yes, that does look very sick. And also, that seems to me to be the most practical one. Like when, yeah. when the short one, because the short one's for defense. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, that works the best for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which I don't think we're gonna see much uh, in the live action series, just because I think uh, we talked about the realism about it. I think even f- for an actor, it's probably a little uncomfortable to hold and like choreograph fight scenes. So. I'm sure we'll see references to it, but I think she's going to be holding her sabers normally. Yeah, well, and also, again, going back to, like, Asajj Ventress and Ahsoka, like, Ahsoka at that point, when she's holding them down, also just from a character perspective, like, immensely more often than not, she's blocking blaster bolts and killing droids and not fighting people with sabers. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, Asajj Ventress, hers are always out, and that's, like, specifically her job, is to fight people with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So I think that also has something to do with it, too. Like, live-action Ahsoka, she lives in a world where, like, her her biggest enemy <laughs> that she's going to be taking lightsabers out on are people with other lightsabers. Yeah. So maybe yes. she kind of taught herself to fight with blades up. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think it, you could just, uh, you know, look at it as just an evolution of the character. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we see her in a Padawan as in Clone Wars. I think by the end of the Clone Wars, she is, um, you know, technically Jedi Knight level. I think in Rebels, we see her, she's pretty much Jedi Master level, you know. Yeah, does she ever get um, the Master um, appointment? Like, does does Luke ever... Not not that Give we that know of yet, yeah. and I really want to talk about this with you because um, she leaves the Jedi Order, and she's very adamant that she is no longer a Jedi. Right. But she literally was revived by the light side of the Force and trained by the Chosen One. Like, I really do think she is the perfect example of what a Jedi should be. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. Like, there's 
there's a couple Jedi that I think you could actually say that about. And she yeah, is one for of sure. them, for sure. Um, but on the other hand, the reason, well, one thing I think, the reason that she's so adamant about I am no Jedi is because she's, like, disgusted with and kind of refuses to identify with the Jedi as they were right, whenever. Right. And so I think that's more of her point. Not like, no, I'm not a Jedi. Like I, I left. I think it's more of like, no, I'm not a Jedi. I, I don't, I don't even want my name in the same sentence as that word. Right. Whenever she leaves. Yeah. So my purpose of bringing that up was, um, do you think that, you know, now that we're getting Ahsoka more frequently and not just as, like, a background character in, you know, The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, do you think we'll see her return to being a Jedi? Like a, you know, Jedi by yeah. name. Yeah, like, actually go back to the Order, work mm-hmm. with Luke. You know, I would love to see that. But I think just judging how Ahsoka's story has gone to this point, I think being a rebel is more important to her. Right, right. Than being a Jedi. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, I could, I could see her maybe, like, helping to train, maybe? But, like, a seat on, like, Luke's council, I don't think that would ever be for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she... I mean, probably... I can see her as like a contractor Jedi, not like a yeah a full employee Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I yeah. I think that's gonna be the big thing. Like, I I really do think that if she had come and sat on the council, we probably would not have gotten sequel Luke. You know, I I think she would have really sat him down and said, "Hey, my nephew, by the Force, <laughs> you are making the same mistakes." that the jedis did and look what happened to them yeah right right you know and i think she would have stepped in if she did step in and work on the council like she would have actively worked to make sure they didn't repeat those mistakes and i mean that's that's that is luke like that's what happens he he makes those same mistakes and he loses his order yeah right right so Uh, i i think you're right about the jedi by (laughs) jedi contractor yeah, yeah, I think that's probably more of what we're going to see. And honestly, I like that better. Like, yeah. I I love the Jedi. Like like I've said, that's my favorite faction in all of Star Wars. Love talking about the Jedi. Love thinking about the Jedi. I think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really am kind of sick of, like, rehashing out the whole Jedi Order thing a new Jedi Order, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd almost rather it just stay dead. <laughs> Dang. To be honest with you. You I mean, know? Like, but... like, and and you just have... Like, Luke obviously starts in the Jedi Order, which right. is cool. But, like, Ahsoka, like... I'd rather her not be part of the new Order. Yeah. Like, I, I think it would be more meaningful to me if she wasn't. Yeah. And continued to help the rebellion like she has always done. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, she's she's where she needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, we... And I think it'd be kind of pushing 
an agenda, sort of, to, like, make Ahsoka be part of the New Order. Right. And I say make, like, for, I mean, because you would be forcing her to, yeah. as the writers of the story. And I just, I wouldn't really like that. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I, I, I have hope that this is all going to really play out well, because it it is Dave Filoni doing it, and... He's said in an interview like a year ago, maybe, that he got he's getting to do a scene that he's been envisioning for years. And that makes mm-hmm. me really excited. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be baller and it's probably going to be. Oh, I, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be something that has to do with either Clone Wars or Rebels. Yeah. Possibly both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I a lot of people thought it was going to be the Barris versus Ahsoka scene um i and i thought about that for a while but i'm i'm starting to think now it might be the force ghost anakin scene like we talked about earlier yeah and then they get to talk dude honestly if she ever says something like why did you leave me and she starts to cry i i i don't know how i'm gonna handle that i just i I think i'll just quit <laughs> yeah, this podcast's over because we cannot yeah. talk about that without crying. Just, <laughs> that'd be just that'd be too emotionally big for me. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about her lightsabers for a minute. Um. So first off, uh, she has four lightsabers primarily. Um, she has her initial one. Then uh, she gets her second Shoto blade. Uh, they are green initially, then Anakin changes the colors to blue, which I think is a little egotistical of him. (laughs) But classic Anakin. (laughs) But classic Anakin. Uh, she loses those. Her next lightsabers come from, um, an Inquisitor's Blade, which, uh, she fights and defeats without a lightsaber, takes those crystals, purifies it, and we get her new uh white lightsabers which like side note i again just love the new uh like bleeding and purification of kyber crystals i think it's so cool i love that we get to see ahsoka doing it um but the reason i'm bringing this up is i hate her initial lightsaber designs i i don't know about you but just i how just they're just a just a tube <laughs> pretty <laughs> much just a tube i mean all lightsabers <laughs> all lightsabers are pretty much just a tube but at least they're fancy tubes yeah it's like it's it's it'd be like just having a lightsaber that's like a soda can that's pretty much it yeah yeah i i don't know her her new lightsabers look so much better Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I always really, like, from the moment I saw it, I've always just really disliked her initial lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I feel that. Because, like, you know, they just didn't have any quality to them that you could tell that they were hers. Yeah. You know, like, every Jedi, you're like, oh, that's Mace Windu's. Oh, that's Obi-Wan's. Oh, that's Obi-Wan's original one. That's Obi-Wan's second one. That's Anakin's. That's Vader's. Right. That's, you know, right. like, you get, there's actually, like, enough um qualities to it to match them with who made it which is yeah. the whole personal side of the lightsaber mm-hmm. so why, why just like a, a tube right why just it's a like tube? a background character saber <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, yeah they're never gonna see this up close we just need like the end of it it's gonna be in their hand the whole time 
Yep. But no, that that moment with Anakin. What what did you think when you saw that he changed um, the color of this the crystals? I didn't remember. Is it revealed in the show that he changes it? Um. Well, I I don't think it it ever like I don't think there's a line where he's like, oh yeah, I changed the colors. You know, he um he hands it to her and he says, I think he says, I made some changes or something. You know, and she. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. She turns them on, and they're they've been changed to blue, which I mentioned that I think it's arrogant, but I also think it's kind of sweet from a like, you know, master Padawan perspective. Yeah. Oh, and I I think it's kind of like a whenever I first saw it, I thought that it was kind of sweet. Yeah. To be honest with you, like the color changing, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, because. Also, if you think about it, very rarely do, um, well, actually, no, it's not very rare. That's not rare at all. Masters and Padawans actually usually have differing colors, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, I think the real big exception is, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin, but. Yeah, but anyway, my point would be. You know, maybe as far as the story goes, like, I, I thought it was sweet, like, you know, that Anakin, like, you know, maybe he wanted them to match because if the boy has attachment issues. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, too, I mean, we don't know what was happening in the background. Like, maybe Ahsoka chose to um, not train as a consular and train as a, uh, who usually has blue. Guardian. Yeah, 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 and start training as a guardian. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe that's part of the story. I don't know. Oh yeah, oh, that is true. We don't, we don't know a lot of what happened in between uh, that time. I'm still mad that we lost forty episodes. Disney bring them back. What? Yeah, there was a. They had another forty episodes of Clone Wars planned, and they all got canceled. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, and like after so, season seven? Like, uh, I think it, like season eight, nine? I think it technically would have been before season seven. Or, like, it would have been a really long season seven. That so, okay. like, a, a couple arcs. Uh, we, uh, Barris, not Barris, uh, Asajj Ventress, we get an arc that uh, kind of finishes her story. Um, we get another arc on Maul, and, like, it's after he gets defeated by Palpatine, but before the Siege of Mandalore arc, Mm. um, so it's kind of, like, him establishing Mandalore and, like, um, kind of work, starting to maybe work with Palpatine a little bit, um, but it, it just, it kind of explains that gap between those times. Huh. Anyway. Yeah, that would have been cool. Finish the series, Disney. Yeah, finish it. Listen to us, random people. Yeah, we, we're totally the people to take advice from. Exactly. <laughs> um, rather random factoid, and then I've got a question for you. Um, the markings, uh, the white markings on the Togruta faces, they are not face paint, uh, and they're they're very different as. Uh, like Ahsoka specifically, because we get to see her at so many different times in her life, we see that they're different. Uh, it's because they they are birthmarks, 
but they change and adapt with you as you grow, which I think is really cool. That's interesting. Because I was going to say, like, I mean, like, Shock T's, hers is, like, kind of almost like a heart on yeah. her face. Yeah. And it, like, takes up, like, most of her face. Whereas, like, Ahsoka, it's, like, war paint. Right. Right. Which I, it probably goes in, into, like, their Padawan, you know, their time as a Padawan. Shock T, you know, was pretty much a time of peace while Ahsoka was, you know, literally at yeah. war. Yeah, right. Pretty much the whole time. She was a child soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we've been talking about Ahsoka today. What What are some of your favorite Ahsoka moments? I know you guys didn't really like it whenever we did the episode on it, but um, Tales of the Jedi, the second episode with Ahsoka, the training arc with Anakin, yeah, where he essentially yeah. teaches her how to uh, survive Order 66. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, that was an episode I really liked. Um, oh, Clone Wars, season seven, pretty much her and Rex the whole time. Love yeah. it. Um, you know, from her, well, from Rex trying to hunt her down to her saving Rex and then them running off and just barely making it. I mean, that was, that was just such a cool episode. Yeah. Resident episodes. I don't remember. It's either one or two. I think it's. Just I, I one. think it's two. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and I just watched this in Rebels. Whenever Rex and Ahsoka see each other again the first time. Yeah. And it's old Rex, mm-hmm. and he looks at her and he goes, "You got old, kid." <laughs> and she's like, "It had to happen sometime." And then she hugs him. I love that. I thought that yes. was very sweet. Very, very well written. Also. Hmm. Um. Oh, actually, probably my favorite Ahsoka moment is, um, I think it's season seven, whenever Rex has um, all the boys paint their helmets. Yes. To look uh-huh. like her face. Oh, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And also, like, it was, like, the time when, like, you know, you just really realize, like, Ahsoka made it. Like, she's, her her story's just, uh, she's right where she needs to be. This is great. Yeah. For yep. sure, for sure. And then it goes horribly, but you know what? It looked cool. It looked really cool. <laughs> hey, at least she got to kick Maul's butt before. That's right. That's yeah. right. I don't know. That's probably probably about it. Most of my favorite Ahsoka moments are later on in Clone yeah. Wars and Rebels and that kind of thing. Like, er, I really hated her <laughs> early Clone Wars. and then Me too. Me um, too. You know, but she does. She gets quite a bit better. I mean, like season five is really good. Like, the whole Barriss Offee arc and, like, the false accusation arc, mm-hmm. that's excellent storytelling. I mean, you feel emotions the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I mean, it's really great on Palpatine. Like, he planned it out so well. Yeah, he really did. And, you know, it's interesting, like, we were talking about with Plo Koon, how, like, he was one where, like, he had to die, like, for things to go well. Yeah. Same thing with Ahsoka, I think. Like, she... They had to get rid of her. Not right. that she had to... Well, and, and I think they were probably planning to kill her, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, she had to go. Like, that was the only... The only way that Palpatine yeah. could win. Yeah. And, no, uh, I totally I agree. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Let's see. I think some of my favorite moments would be... Um, I really love her duel with Darth Vader. 
I think that oh, is Oh, in Rebels, yeah. Yeah, it's so just emotional. It's like that whole arc where she discovers who Darth Vader really is and then their confrontation and then thinking she died, like it it is just so there's just so many emotions that go behind it. It's really well written, the action's really good. Um yeah. I want to, if we see Force Ghost Anakin, I want them to argue about who won the duel. <laughs> that um, would be cool. I, I really like the arc that everyone hates in season seven with the, the sisters. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really love... The Martinez sisters. <laughs> yeah. I really love that because... The, the Smith sisters. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. It's the Cortez sisters, but <laughs> okay, just just me then. <laughs> um, because they have trauma related to the Jedi, mm-hmm. you know, and she she shows them what a real Jedi should be, and I yeah. love that. Yeah, like she shows all of us who a real Jedi should be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. She she just has so many amazing moments. I love I loved getting to see her like live action for the first time in Mandalorian. Like nothing mm-hmm. really specific about the scene, just just the fact that we get to see her live action was really cool. And she I mean, really I I think Rosario Dawson looks really good as Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's about all I could have hoped for as far yeah. as live action Ahsoka. She definitely was the perfect cast. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I still I feel torn because um, like the the I don't know if you know this, but Thrawn, the voice actor for the Rebels, they're bringing him on to be Thrawn in the Ahsoka series. Okay. Um, you know, and so part of me is like, man, it would have been really cool to see, uh, I think her name's Ashley, the voice actress for Ahsoka, like, if they brought her on, mm-hmm. you know, to do the rule, the role. That would be cool, but the only problem is, like, so much time has passed, she just doesn't sound old enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, where, like, I Rosario agree. Dawson brings a more, like, mature, mature. voice yes Ahsoka and it feels more realistic i guess i know yes. it's a fictional series but realistic <laughs> and i think that um ahsoka's voice actress as far as i know has only ever done voice acting you know so and, and they they're similar mediums but very different also so she just may not have been fully prepared to you know do a live action series oh absolutely well and even like you know like let's say she's got stage acting experience stage acting and like movie and tv acting are completely different yeah so like that would also be hard um yeah and also like uh rosie o'dawson um have you seen the interview where she talks about her mom seeing her in star wars for the first time no you you should check it out it is very sweet it's very clear that um her and her mom both really love Star Wars and that this was something very meaningful for both of them. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely glad she got the role. Like, the the role went to somebody that cares, and that that's really cool. Yeah, cares and does a good job. Yeah, for and sure. I like that, yep. Well, I think 
I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No. No, I, uh, I don't know. I love this podcast and I love Ahsoka. Yeah, so love this podcast, love Ahsoka. <laughs> That'll be on our merch, too. Yep, I like it. For sure. Well, if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to email us at animalsquadron at gmail.com. Again, that is animalsquadron at gmail.com. We would love for you guys to be a part of this conversation. Also, if you could leave us a review wherever you're listening, that would help out a ton. And if you're listening on Spotify, we'll be asking what your favorite Ahsoka moments are. For the Animal Squadron, this has been Mother Goose. And Low Tech Tech. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.